if you don't know where you're going, you won't know how to get there um, and how that drives you as a leader. Welcome to Motivation Mindset, where we discuss motivation, inspiration, and leadership with myself and special guests. The stories and teachings I share with you are my gift to you. Your gift to me is to rate my podcast and share with a friend. Message me to tell me what you want to hear. Thank you for listening to Motivation Mindset. Today, I have a special guest with me to talk about vision in your life. Please join me in welcoming Derek Morris. Derek, thank you so much for being here today and taking the time to be with me. Yeah, you bet, man. How is your day going today? My day is going busy. I've uh, been up since 3, 3.30 this morning with the toddler at home. So nice. been a good day, just a busy day. Now, I know yeah. a lot about you, your history. Sure, sure. Um, I don't think there's a single person that could ever say that I don't like Derek Morris. If you've ever <laughs> met Derek... You're friends with them. I'm sure that's not true, but appreciate that. That's that's much appreciated. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, so I've been uh, I've been a pastor of Plymouth Community Church here in uh, in Plymouth, Indiana, um, for uh, man coming up on eight months now. Um, so relatively new. Uh, my wife and I, Erin, my beautiful bride and I, have been married over seven years. Um, we just finalized our adoption with our two babies on August 21st of this year. And so, um, really just an exciting new season of life for my, for my family and I, quite honestly. Congratulations. Yeah. I love this community. Um, I have a burden for this community to see it thrive and revitalized and flourishing um, through us, men and women who are leading the way. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you again. I know yeah, you're yeah. a busy guy and coming in here today, so I appreciate it. Well, not the notion of pastors aren't that we're, we're not busy, right? Only Sundays <laughs> are when we work, um, which is not true. Uh, but that's the notion, say, right? Say, hey, um, why, is, why can't you get into me with him? He only works on Sundays. <laughs> that's so not fair. So not fair. But like, uh, he probably works Saturday night too, just to get ready <laughs> for Sunday. That's it. That's it. No, nothing right. else. Nothing else. That's not true. Not true. Not true. What kinds of things? I, this vision and leadership and sure. how it connects with everything. So I'll let you start. Yeah, yeah. I think um, for so long, on even in my own life, and and maybe for those of you who are listening, that we have just um, we wake up day by day without knowing where we're going and what we're doing, and just overall having a um, a a plan or a vision for your own life. And I think so often that's that as leaders we wake up with no vision, no um, underlying driving force in our life. And I think what changed for me personally, and so I think. Um, as a leader, you can't take your own story out of leadership, right? You, each of us, you and I, have a have a story. And uh, for my story was when I realized that um, I needed to have a vision for my life, um, a a burden, a underlying driving force, if you will, motivation, whatever it may be. I call it vision. You may call it something else. Um, to know where you're going. Uh, that that when you wake up every day you have a purpose and a mission and a plan because you know where you want to get to, I think that right there is what unlocked and unleashed a lot of um, my enthusiasm. Um, like you were talking about earlier, nobody, everybody knows me as the passionate, um, zealous redhead, you know. <laughs> um, but it's because uh, I, I have a vision and a burden um, for my life, and and we can go deeper into that as we talk here, Dan. But 
Yeah, it's not just I, when I like you know vision. It's actually having a goal. This is what you're working yeah. towards. Um, but there's an underlying even Covey talks about a mission statement. Yeah, absolutely. That no matter where your vision is, because that vision may change, your goals yep. change, yep. things in life change. Yeah. Um, but there's also an underlying mission statement that um, he says you have to have a mission statement for yourself, and that's what usually will stay the same. Sure. As sure. a constant, but um, you know, setting a vision for yourself, family. And so, running a church. Yeah, and, and I mean, Covey, you know, also has coined that term, like, have the end in mind, right? Like, yes. knowing the end, starting and beginning with the end in mind so you know how to get there, right? And yeah. so um, that starts with, first and foremost, as leaders, um, that starts with your family, if you have a family. Um, if you don't have a family, that starts with your, your own personal self, taking care of your own self and being aware of yourself. Uh, because here's the reality is that a win in our leadership, apart from a win at home, is a fail in our leadership. Yeah. Right? So yeah. beginning with your family, um, leading your family, loving your family, pursuing your family, I think is of first importance. Yeah, I've always been firm in saying I need, I need to take care of myself first yeah. before I can take care of someone else. Sure, sure. And, um, you know, it's difficult to not, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself, how can you really be there to take yeah. care of other people, to yeah. help other people and both of us in our professions? That's what we need to be, you know, emotionally available for sure. people, being present with them and everything. And it's difficult to do that if you're if you're not in a place where you're actually, you know, taking care of yourself. Right. And and even even in a place of, of finding a rootedness, right? And so some in my in my world, in my faith, right, finding an identity and a source of foundation somewhere else besides your activity that you do. And so if my hope is in my being a phenomenal pastor, if that is my source of all my hope, um, I'm not that. And so I'm going to be really, uh, really downcast if that's my hope. My hope is, or my identity. If my hope is to be an awesome husband, the reality is, ask my wife right now, I'm not. (laughs) You know, the reality is, um, and so my hope isn't in those things. My hope for me is in Jesus. Um, And he kind of, he has paved the way for my leadership. Um, and I believe he is the ultimate leader. And so to point not to myself as the ultimate, but to him as the ultimate, um, actually frees me up as a leader to find my identity elsewhere so that I can lead my family. I can first and foremost lead myself, um, take care of myself, find a rootedness somewhere else, and then ultimately lead in the capacity that he's given me, which is a, which is a church, which surprises me still to this day Yeah. that I'm a pastor of a church. Incredibly humbled by <laughs> yeah. you wake up and you're like, wow, yeah, I, I, I get to do this. I get to do this. And people, people listen, you know, and, and that still, it's really humbling. Yeah. Um, and I hope if nothing else, um, people know how humbled I am to, to be in the position that I'm in. And that same goes for you, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's incredible to me to be able to, you know, sit around a boardroom or a conference room with some of, you know, the smartest people in the hospital yep. and they want to know what I think. But with that, all of that comes back down to you had a vision for your life. And I know enough of your story, um, being that we're friends outside of this podcast, yeah. to know that you had something that was driving you to get to the point of where you're at today. Um, and the same goes for me. And it wasn't just, um, hey, you woke up one day and you had this vision. It was um, this vision that was growing inside of you and growing inside of me even in my leadership um, and a burden to lead in a way that wasn't being done previously, right? And so I right. think in each of our leadership capacities that we saw something that could be done better. <laughs> and whether we were the person for it or not, we just were maybe young and dumb enough to believe that we were the person. Yeah, yep. And and we kind of stumbled into it, but we knew it could have been done a better way. And, and it was a vision of something greater. And, and that vision starts with 90 days, 
right? So plan out the next 90 days. But also what was driving that 90 days was the end in mind, like Covey says, right? There was right. something bigger beyond the horizon. That's uh, Will Mancini has this phrase, um, beyond the horizon. Have something beyond the mountains that you can't see, that you know is there, that's driving you to get there. And take the 90 days, 180 days, 360, and get there, right? For I'm sure you hear this all the time, sure. which is for this is a part of it is, you know, that people say, I'm just not motivated. I wish I had your type of motivation. Mm-hmm. And to me, the connection is vision first. Absolutely. And that's how you get, you know, creating a vision. So here's what I would say to that. When it, when it comes to leadership in particular, and then we'll answer the vision. I think um, for those of you who are like, man, I just want to be in leadership. I would say, um, you know, you're called to lead when you try and run away from leadership as much as you can. And it always finds you. And so my encouragement to you is run as far away from leadership as you can because it's a heavy burden. And if it continues to find you, and then maybe start there, then maybe pursue it a little bit more. Um, I did not pursue leadership in the way that I I wanted. Uh, It just kept finding me, quite honest. Everything that I was doing, people looked to me, and and I, I don't know why they were looking at me. I'm just this goofy redhead. You know, and who had enough energy and passion to speak, um, and has been given a gift of communicating, whatever it may be. Um, so run run away from leadership if you can, <laughs> is the first point. But how you find back to the question, how you find the motivation? I think it starts with answering the question, "What do you want?" Yeah. What do you want? Um, a lot of self reflection. And and absolute a self awareness. Yeah. To you, um, if you're in leadership and you're unaware of your own self. You're a dangerous leader. So um, an unaware leader is a, is a dangerous leader. And so first and foremost, it starts with self-awareness. Um, starts with realizing that leadership position that you so covet or so desire is not the source of all of your happiness. It will not so- solve all your problems in your life. It might create more. Um, the reality is. And so to answer the question, what do you want? And, and not m- money aside, uh, life circumstances aside, what do you want? I think is where you start there. Yeah. Because um, if you're looking for money and power, you're for one that's you're looking for the in the wrong direction. Sure, that's not sure. the right direction to go. No. Because um, there are other ways to get money and power than you know leadership. But sure. And you're not gonna you're gonna be very limited with your potential if that's what you're looking for. And you'll be you're only you'll gonna be go using, so far. Right. Sorry. And you'll be using that position to use people. Yeah. Right. Yep. If that's what you're searching for. Right. And and. Leadership is not that. Uh, the word leader literally comes from uh, the derivative of the word to die. <laughs> literally, it really does. And so um, there's a professor of leadership at University of Michigan who says um, leadership is dying to self. That's how he phrases it. Um, and a lot of times we don't like to talk about that as leaders, but we do. Think of your day. Think of my day today. How often are we going to have to die and get out of the way of ourselves yeah. in order for our leadership to move forward? and our vision, and our whatever capacity we're leading. And so, yeah, I hope that made sense coming yeah. out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, did not, I did not know that. Yeah, it really does. It really should does. should have done this. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I think, um, and, and ultimately for me, right, who, um, for a vision, going back to that, that's bigger than ourselves. Right. And that, that, at the end of the day, if somebody wants to wake up and say, how do I get motivated? You start with, what do you want in your life? What, at the end of the day, do you want what wakes you up, man, and drives you to the where your blood starts to boil, you get goosebumps thinking about it, you know? Yeah. And I think you and I can both answer that question with conviction right now. Yeah, you have to work backwards. You have yep. to understand what is it that you're working towards. Like, yep. what at the end of the day or the end of the week, end of the month, of the year, do you want to have accomplished? 
Absolutely. And then figure out how to do it and then yep. just go do it. Yep. So, um, so a lot of times too, within leadership, having that vision that drives you, that motivates you, it could just be an idea in your head and it's only an idea in your head until you write it down on paper. So I would encourage those who are like, man, I just don't have any motivation. I don't know what I want to do. Start writing it out. Start at the end of your days. What do you, maybe this, maybe this will help. Um, write your funeral eulogy right now. Yep. What do you want people to remember you by? If at the end of your day, and you, you are no longer on this earth, how do you want people to remember you by? Yeah, as gruesome as it sounds, yeah. that's where you need to start. Absolutely. What, what do you want? The people, end. Right, exactly. Yeah. What do you want people to say about you? Yeah. And you know? then you break it down. Actually, I do another podcast about um, breaking down and setting goals and accomplishing goals and sure. stuff. And, sure. And um, and that's exactly, you know, you start from the end and work your way back. You know, what do you need to do to accomplish this? Yep. What do you need to accomplish that? Yep. And then just, you know, start from there and start doing it. And and one, one thing that I, so as I work to, to replicate leadership and develop leaders, that's, that's, the, that's the job we're in right now too, right? Not just leading an organization or a church or a hospital, um, but developing other leaders to the point where we're working ourselves out of our jobs. Yep. That's the healthy way of leadership, by the way, is actually working yourself out of your own job. Um, and developing others, um, not replicating you, but replicating leaders and the right. model. So if you don't have a system, and if you're in leadership and you don't have a system of development, I, w- I would encourage you to find one. Um, but one thing that I've done with developing leaders is help leaders come up with a life plan. And what you just said there is coming up with goals and setting goals. Um, so the life plan is a essentially a 365-day uh, plan for three main aspects of your life. So for me... Uh, it's my marriage, first and foremost, um, myself, and my family. And so with underneath each one of those compartments, I've developed a vision statement for each one. What do I want for my marriage? What do I want for myself? What do I want for my family? And then from there, three goals that are yes or no questions that I want. Did I do this? So if my wife and I are off, for example, um, off meaning not connecting, really um, we love each other, we don't like each other that week, type right. of thing, you know? Um, but go back to those questions and say, did we do date night this week? No? Okay, well, then maybe we should pick right back up there and start there. It's interesting that three goals you'd pick if you realize yeah. we're not work-related. No. It wasn't, I'm, this what I'm, I want to get that next promotion, no. I'm trying to get nope. this next thing. These truly are self-goals. These are working on you. Me. And, and that's the thing. It, if we're not first developing ourselves, we can't develop others. Right. Every time. We can't. Um, and so knowing that strives and motivates me to develop myself, to become more self-aware. A lot of times um, when I'm developing myself, I realize that I'm not as good as I think I am. You're never (laughs) as good as you think you are. And that's a humbling stance, and I think that's the way of of Jesus for me. I mean, that's the way. He he actually is the epitome of all things that I strive to be, yet I realize that I'm not that, and it actually motivates me to work on myself, but actually to go out and and die to myself, because that's the way of leadership. Right, and, and so it's really cool it is. Um, if you really think about it. It might sound gruesome um, to think about your own funeral, but I encourage you, write down, what do you want people to say? Right. Um, it may cause you to have some tears, and it should. What do you want your wife to say about you if you have a wife? What do you want your husband to say about you? What do you want your family to say? What do you want your kids to say about you? Yeah, how, how do you want to remember? Man, you know, oh, is man. It, you know, for me, it's there's a work-life balance that's going on right now. And, sure. You know, it's just, it's it's a lot. Yeah. 
And so <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. And so um, I'm looking at your uh, your business card right now, and there's a lot of three letter, uh, you know, a lot <laughs> of letters sure. behind your name, you yeah. know, and and that shows that you worked hard to get to where you're at, but also there's a lot of responsibility on you. Yeah. Right now. So the question is, yeah. you know, when is it enough? Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, are my kids gonna remember me pushing them off them while I'm trying to do work at mm-hmm. night? And you know, or do I want to sure. remember that I put the computer away? I sat down and, and I, you know, just kicked a ball back and forth sure, with them. Sure. And so there's a work-life balance. It's really, um, especially right now, and you reflect and say, you know, have I been doing enough with my family? Yeah. Um, and so there's just a balance that, you know, it's difficult to do there. But where's the vision? You know, what's important to yeah. you? Yeah, I would say a few things with that, even that um, John D. Rockefeller, right, the billionaire, was asked one time, um, how much money is enough, John? And his response was, one more dollar. And I think if that's how we're operating, um, that we'll be in a revolving door of, of unsuccess and yeah. failure. And um, we, if that is your answer, if that's like, yes, that's it, um, I would say you're chasing after the wrong thing. Yeah. You know, um, and knowing of, of having if what my kids were going to say about at my funeral right now, what would they say about me? If they, they're two and three, so they're not going to be able to say much. But if they were able to talk about their daddy, yeah. um, how would they talk? And I hope... On that note, I hope that they um, they would say something of the the sort that he would say yes to any time that I wanted to play with him, no matter what. That he would say yes. I want my kids to know me for saying yes more than I say no. Yeah. So that when I say no, they actually know I mean it, and not just oh, daddy's just saying no. Right. No, but when I say no, there's some weight to it because right, I say yes. There's a yes. reason. <laughs> there's a reason right. for it. So knowing that vision, having yeah. that vision of what my how I want my kids to remember me by. Um, is driving my day to day. That is really, I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. yeah, and that doesn't even come from me. No thought of mine is original. So right. don't say that I'm. Um, sometimes I just don't give credit to where credits due because I don't know where it's due. I mean that that vision drives how I parent my kids. Yeah. Um, how I parent Emma. So in in this age and society that we live in today, I want Emma, my daughter, who's three and a half really, um, to know that she is strong, she is courageous, and she is loved. To where she's not looking for any of those things outside of herself, but that she has it all. That her identity is so rooted in who she is and who God says she is. That she, let me just put it like this, she repels all idiots and she repels all fools. Because she knows who she is and she knows how much she's loved. That she's not seeking those things outside of what she already has. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that drives how I parent her. I'm not parenting her behavior. I'm parenting her heart. You know? And that is different than what most... People say how to parent kids. Yeah. You parent their heart, not their behavior. And so I'll say it like this. Um, There's a guy with a fancy French name. said, if you want to build a ship, you don't um, drum up all the workers to get the wood and the nails and everything you need um, for them to build it. You You take them out to sea to make them long for the sunset so that when they come back from sea, they're driven and motivated to build the ship. So I think that kind of drives how I do. You don't just gain the workers, you cast a vision bigger than themselves, so yeah. that they are motivated to reach it. Kind of tell them, you're explaining to them the why, you know, why are we doing this, you're getting, and it creates engagement, Thanks. creates a little yeah. pride in their work. Ownership. And ownership, yeah. Right, and, and, and so that's the biggest challenge for me right now as well. So how do I do it uh, is actually the biggest challenge for me right now, is thinking through, um, not the vision, I know our vision for the church, right? I know that Jesus changes everything is our vision, but what does it actually look like? Yeah. You know, and so that, for you and I, it's, it's kind of that same burden. 
it is interesting. It's a lot. It's the same language. Yep. It's the same. Um, you know, that transformational leadership of building up leaders around you, so yep. that you know you're creating a, a mission, a vision for them. And the leadership development too, right? Yes. Like a leadership hub, to where what you're trying to do here is create a locus of leadership. It's the same thing I'm trying to do over there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is that we're all leaders in some capacity, uh, and we got to train them, train up leaders to start identifying at themselves as a leader. And, um, and Will Mancini, off that quote, who I love Will Mancini, if you haven't read his stuff, it's really good, um, says that too often, why we don't reach our ultimate goal is because we settle for lesser good goals, right? And, yeah. and that gets muddied up when we were like, man, I had this vision that I so wanted to do, but here I am. Um, it's because we settled. We, yeah. we didn't have that target on the wall that we were so passionate and burdened to reach that we got caught up in little things. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of times I there are people that come to me and, and they're talking about goals mm-hmm. and either they're not specific enough right. or they're not dreaming big enough. Nope. Right. And you're like, you are, you have more potential than this, <laughs> you know, for yeah. you know, a simple example is someone's like, you know, uh, I wish I was motivated as you. I would like to work out more. Sure. I said, well, how much do you work out now? Well, I don't. Okay. Well work out today. Right. And you've accomplished your goal and you're done. <laughs> like they don't realize like, sure. You know, sure. let's have some real goals here. Yeah. Like, really do some self-assessment and figure yeah. out what do you what do you want? Because mm-hmm. working out more mm-hmm. is very vague, yeah, right? It's yeah, vague. What does that even mean? It's not specific. Right. Like, let's really talk about what do you want to accomplish and dream big, right? Because right. you don't want to accomplish it in a week and then be done. The way I put it in my world is um, have a vision and a dream so big that you can't accomplish it on your own. That the only explanation is God working through that. Um, so be so desperate and so large in your dream that there's no explanation for you to be able to do it on your own apart from help. Yeah. And whether that help comes from um, the God of this universe or from other people, invite others into this journey with you. Um, and, and then if you're like, man, that goal is so unattainable, you, you might start being on the, you might be on the right path. Yeah, because uh, how many times are we in it and we're like, this should not have worked out. Right. And it, is. and it is. Somehow it's working out. Right, because I'm sitting here today with right. you. Right. <laughs> right. And, um, if you were to talk to us nine years ago, uh, yeah. Especially nine years ago. Especially, I knew you nine years <laughs> yeah. ago, and you knew me, probably, right? And um, here we are today, right? Yeah. Sitting here doing this podcast, and um, and realizing too, um, a lot of times as you're growing in your leadership, and you start have maybe having a voice, right? So we're on this podcast because we have a voice. Some people's ears are listening to us, right? Right. Ninety-nine percent of the people don't operate the way we do. I would assume you're a type three on an enneagram. I yep. can't tell. You just <laughs> yeah. are. So am I. Um, because of that, 99% of the people won't be able to relate to us. Yeah. And, and for us, and for you, the, of those those of you who are listening right now, um, assume that people don't know more, uh, that they actually, um, you need to help invite them into your mind. And if you haven't thought through what's in your mind, um, you might want to start doing that too. And so um, there's, a, there's an equation that says uh, pain plus reflection equals progress. Pain, suffering... Plus reflection equals progress. Take time to reflect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just so the podcasters know, he does not have all these written down. These, these are all just memorized. I don't, he's not like, we're not pausing and pulling out a book and he's like, oh, let me find this book real quick. Like, he, he has all these memorized. I, um, I've been gifted with a photographic memory. Um, and so it helps. I read a lot. I study a lot. Um, and so I try and take 15 to 20 minutes a day of just reading every day take time to develop my own self. Um, there are guys, I mean, Bill Gates and those guys on that level, um, say six, eight hours, six to eight hours a week of personal development is how I got to where I'm at today. 
six to eight hours a week of personal development. That's a lot of time. Yeah. If you really think about right, it. Right. Yeah. Of personal development, and for them, yeah, obviously, they got to where they they are for, yeah. for a reason. For so, right now, you and me, uh, there was last week. I spent five hours at home awake. Yep. No there, joke. There were seven days. No I joke. was five hours at yep. home where I was actually awake, mm-hmm. and like, where's where's the time? Mm-hmm. Um. So I would say, if you're like, man, I just don't have time for that. Make time. Yeah. Make time. Yeah. Um. Because you know there's a target on the wall, a vision beyond the horizon that you're going after, have it. And if you don't know that vision, you know, that beyond the horizon vision, as Will Mancini says, then you, you need to sit time and take time to reflect and think about what do you want for your life? What do you want people to say about you? Because that's self-care. And that's 100%. You know, where we need to start. Sure, sure. And if we're, again, if, if you're married out there and you're not taking into account your vision with your spouse, husband or wife, um, you're doing it wrong, and that that vision or dream is a selfish dream instead of the right dream, is what yeah. I would say. Um, so my my vision and my dream for my life has included my family. Yeah. Again, I, I've asked you, you know, how's it interesting leading a family? And it's yeah. not. You're doing the same thing. Same thing, man. I would and, say that's not so much of a difference. Yeah. And you know, even <laughs> ways you're talking about as I lead teams yep. in, in a hospital setting, or and, you know, there's teams I lead on the community. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same creating a mission as creating, you know, and getting buy-in, creating accountability. And, like, it's not just me working by myself trying to get all these people, you know, teaching all of them. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. growing them and developing them so that they can do it on their own. And then, and then I say, place. yeah, and then I say, you guys go and do it, and you're living it every day. I read a lot. You read a lot. Sure. Leadership books. Yeah. Even listen to a lot of leadership podcasts. Yeah. And it's interesting. A lot of the times, if there are staff meetings I'll go into or there are things that we're dealing with mm-hmm. in the hospital and... I have an ultimate cheat sheet of yeah. the Bible. Yeah. And then how many times yeah. am I Googling, sure. you know, where is this in the Bible so I can pull this up and figure out what, what did Jesus do in this yeah. so yeah. that I know. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's it's an ultimate leadership book. He was the best leader that has ever existed. Right. There was no better leader. <clears throat> All other leaders got their leadership characteristics from him. Right. And we can either choose to lead um, in that way or lead in a negative way. And, right. and I... You know, I used to work at a um, alternative high school, and which kids were at risk. You know, broken situations coming, not gonna graduate high school. Um, and I would tell them, I would sit face to face with them and be and say, "So and so, you are a leader. You could either choose to lead negatively, or you could choose to lead positively. Um, and that's on you. You know, and I looked to Jesus to lead the way because He was the ultimate leader. Yeah. 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 Because it applies. Yeah, it's interesting for you to tell him he's a leader and for him to have that realization because we, you know, no matter what profession mm-hmm. or role you have, you're a leader yeah. no matter where you are. Yeah. You have influence right. over people. Yeah. Your actions influence other people yeah. and what you do. Yeah. So are you going to do that in a negative way, in a positive way? And, they're, you know. and, and I would say to that, the church too often and for far too long has told people what they can't do instead of what they can do. Yeah. And instead of showing a better way forward, they actually condemn the way that's happening now. Instead of looking to the good news, they would tell the bad news and not point to the good news. And so I put it like this often. I can line up five women right in this office right now and tell you which one is my wife by saying, that's not my wife, that's not my wife, that's not my wife. Or I could just more efficiently say, that one's my beautiful bride. Right. Um, which one's more compelling? Which one's more efficient? And which one will get the job done faster? Obviously, saying which one Very is instead of what's not. Right. And the church too often is operated like what's not yeah. instead of what is. And what how we want to operate is, hey, this is what it could look like. Right. This is a better way. This is a third option. There's not two options, only two. There's a third and better way, and that's the good news of the gospel. And the church has fallen into the lie that we have to say what's not in order to show what is instead of just saying, hey, our job is to love and show what is 
and let the what is tell you what's not. <laughs> Instead of thou shall not, we can say thou shalt. Yeah. You know, um, and and know that Jesus is the third and better way. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Where do you think uh, your thought process yeah. comes from? Like, yeah. where does this energy? Where does this? It is different. Like you said, there are people that um, you know have a difficult time relating to yeah. yourself or myself. Sure. Um, where, where does it come from? Because, and yeah. it's not a millennial thing. Because no. I've got friends who are sitting home playing video games right now. Right. Right. So it's not that. Yeah, they're, they're on. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're playing Fortnite right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. If you want me to be honest with you, um, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. It is something that I wake up with. Um, I woke up at you know three thirty with, and there was this vision and this drivenness to my soul that I woke up with. And I, I would say it's God-given primarily, right? All, um, I would say nothing that we have is not given from him, especially, yeah. you know. Um, any bad in me is myself. Any good in me is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but ultimately, man, I think what he used, what my personality has been one that's gotten me in trouble in school, but yet now is being used for good now. Yeah. So my outgoingness, my passion, my zeal, my communication style, has been one where I got in trouble for school for it. Yeah. I was an okay student, um, and now I'm getting paid to do it. Right. And and um, I've always come at things from a different perspective. I've always sought to understand people first. I've always um, like strived to make people better around me. Yeah. And and um, he's now using it for his glory instead of mine, and which is really cool. Um, so I hope, if nothing else, people know. Um, that there's a different way and that the church doesn't have to fall into the lie of the culture and it can actually show a better good news. It could be a people of good news, right? which is what Jesus came to bring, you know, is good news, yeah. which is who he is. And so um, I think all of that thing, man, uh, that, that Jesus has just transformed me to be who I am today, you know? One of the things that people always, they get hung up on with me is I, I say, well, let's try it like this. And so we've never done, we don't do that. We don't, we've never done yeah. it like that before. Yeah. So, yeah. I know, but let's try it now. Yeah. Know? Or we like, did do it this way. Yeah. So that's how it was. Work, right? Yeah. We tried that 10 years ago. It didn't work out. Like, well, you didn't have me. So, <laughs> so. Well, and, 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 you know, one thing when I, when I was given the leadership position at the church, when I was given the lead pastor role, um, I had a staff and, and there were two things, two questions that I challenged my staff to always ask in every situation, whether I was there or not. And the two questions were, um, were, uh, is this the way we've always done it? And why can't we do it this way? Yeah. Is this the way we've always done it? If the answer is yes, um, then maybe ask the question, why can't we do it this way? Right. And, and so to kind of challenge, things won't move forward if we're only operating out of survival mode and just that's because of how it's been done before. Yeah. And organizations. Trying to tread water or you're trying to get to the shore. And that's it, man. And, and I believe that the fundamental um, core root of the problem of this community in Plymouth not moving forward is that we've operated under the principle that we've just done it this way, and that's just how we do it. And yeah. I believe if we start asking the question, why can't we do it this way, in the church, in the hospitals, in businesses, in community, if we just start asking, why can't we do it this way, that there will be some really exciting stuff happening, and yeah. newness and yep. energy and momentum and passion coming forward because we're starting to ask some, some hard, challenging questions. Yeah, I see the same thing as, you know, you, you got to take risk. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you're going to you're gonna be wrong. Yep. But it's worth it yep. because you're going to be right also. Yeah. And when you're right, 
and it works out, yeah. it's going to be so much better than what you have right now. Right. And, and learning and becoming more self-aware, you know, and that's just, again, self-awareness as a leader um, is key. Um, you, if you're not self-aware, you're a dangerous leader. Yeah. It's just what it comes back down to. And yeah. so for us type threeers, <laughs> really, uh, taking time to reflect is very important. So yeah. journaling, capturing thoughts, taking moments throughout the day in between meetings, Okay, how did I come off? Did I say what I needed to say? Um, did they hear what I wanted them to hear? Uh, and is the vision moving forward? Yeah. Every day, saturating yourself in those rhythms. It is also a burden. It just recently happened uh, two nights ago Good. where I had a meeting yeah. and it could have gone better. I could have done mm -hmm. more. And I stayed up for four hours laying in bed just reflecting on yep. everything I said, how I said it, yep. and how I should have said it differently. Right. Right. Like I stayed up all night yeah. and I, yeah. I need eight or nine hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. So, but that's how my brain works. Like I have to reflect on it mm -hmm. and how could I have done it better next time? And then I know, cause it's going to happen again. I'm going to yeah. be in a situation where I'm going to have a very similar conversation Yeah. yeah. and next yeah. time I'll know it'll be right. better than last time. And, and being aware of that too, right? right? Knowing that you need to capture that moment, capture that conversation, capture that meeting, and actually taking time to sit in it for a little bit is good. Yeah. Um, for me being an extrovert, knowing that I'm an extrovert, um, two hours after a meeting, I'm still in that meeting. Because yep. I feed off of it. I, I love people. I love being around people. I feed off of people. Um, but knowing that my default mode isn't going to be sit in the middle of a forest reflecting with a journal. Like yeah. knowing that I have to fight for those moments, I take monthly rhythms of doing that, right? So one day I call it, a, it's a day of renewal to where I just go out and I just sit. No phone, no anything, just a journal in the Bible and just sit. And my own worst enemy is my thoughts, yeah. are my thoughts, right? And so knowing that I need to actually think and not just respond. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, journaling, I, I... I know that I write stuff down. So sure. like the vision, my mission statement yeah, for my yeah, life, yeah, my yeah. vision, I write yeah. that stuff down. Journaling is something I need to, mm -hmm. I need to really get into and do more. Cause there are times when it's been weeks and I haven't had in, enough self-reflection yeah. and, and I can tell the difference. Yeah. Like I'm not centered. Sure. I'm not you founded. Know, right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so journaling I've always known is there or even, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's there and it's good and it's something that I, I think is important for everyone. I just recently came across, um, it's called a five-year journal. It's on Amazon. Look it up, five-year journal. And um, it's, it's, a, it's about five lines a day for five years. And so each page is 365 pages, has October 22nd, whatever, I don't even know what the day is, October 11th, yeah. today I said 22nd, there's no, that, that tells you my I didn't know day. it was October, like, <laughs> yesterday, I was like, is it already October? Right, exactly. Ten days But October it. 11th, 2018, five lines, write, reflect, and then right beneath it is October 11th, 2019, and 20, and 21, and you can see where you're at, say yeah. last year, you can see where your thoughts were, and you can reflect on where you were a year ago. That's very cool. Or five years ago, if you get to that point, and it's been really helpful for me. That's something too that um, I tell my team and you know when we're in a situation and this it's a big deal yeah. like this is panic mode yeah. everyone's you know and I'm like guys calm down yeah. in an hour from now is this going to be a big deal sure in a, in a day in yeah. a week yeah and I think that for me would be cool because you know what was so important to me What's last year right you know, I'm losing sleep over mm -hmm. I think is like the end of the world yeah. and a year from then yeah it's like that was nothing. Absolutely. Uh, and, and it's been helpful for me to capture those thoughts right there is to be like, what is on my mind? Where, yeah. where am I? 
where am I um, not reflecting? Where am I not loving? Where am I not? All of these things um, to help grow. Yeah. Because the reality of our leadership is we're not where we want to be, yet we're better than we were the year before. Right. That's the reality. We're not where we want to be developmentally, but yet we're better than we were a year before. And if we don't take time to reflect on that, uh, we won't be grateful. Um, yeah. And, and there's something to be grateful about in the positions that we're in right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, and so I think that's helpful for me. Yeah. yeah. So to wrap this up, yeah. what is there anything else, words of wisdom, anything that um, you would want to leave mm. listeners with? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think especially when we're striving after leading and when we're developing as leaders, I would just encourage you to show yourself, yourself some grace and some, um, some mercy. Don't, don't get so frustrated in what you're not um, and who you're not yet. And yet, enjoy the journey of developing. Enjoy the journey of loving others. Enjoy the journey of, of growing. Um, and to when, when you get to the point of what you've longed for and dreamt of, um, it's actually been worth it instead of you've sacrificed so much uh, to where you've lost yourself in the midst of the process. I would say um, give yourself some love and some grace and know who you are and whose you are before you become what you want to be. It, maybe it, if that's making sense. Show yourself some love, some grace, some forgiveness, some mercy along the way. And you actually enjoy the journey a little bit more. Great. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, bro. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me. The stories and teachings I share with you are my gift to you. Your gift to me is to rate my podcast and share with a friend. Message me to tell me what you want to hear. Thank you for listening to Motivation Mindset.